Welcome to the Queer Arabs podcast. This is Alia. This is Nadia. And this is Ali. And we are so excited to have a guest back. Um, well, I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Amina Sharif Ali, and we had a nice conversation like two years ago, and now yeah. it's been, been some time. Would it be inappropriate to say we're one pandemic later? Uh, it's pretty true. What's well, the units of measurement? I mean, you know, yeah. has it has it been a full pandemic? Yeah, we're <laughs> still in it, so I don't yeah. think we can measure it as one full one. But we're a fraction of a pandemic. Um, yeah. in to our friendship so yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway um, I'm really excited to get to catch up and also hear about Amina's new album and you know whatever whatever else has been going on what you've been working on so yeah um, so first off do you want to just give kind of a summary of what you have been working on what the album's about um, what it's called anything yeah. that you kind of want to, yeah totally um yeah well you know when i was on here last it was uh when um in the dark awake of course volume one was coming out in 2021 and that was my first album back after like a seven year hiatus during which i was becoming a parent i was becoming a therapist i was transitioning so um and yeah and since then i have been like really kind of more uh creatively industrious and this album that is about to come out on October 18th is In the Dark Awake, of course, volume two. Um, it's uh, and I actually I was listening to our previous interview, you know, in preparation for this to make sure I don't repeat myself too much. And I and I remember saying, um, oh, yeah, this was originally the original concept for volume one was to be a full band album. And then when the pandemic hit, I had to totally pivot. And this is the album that I had originally intended to make, the the uh, the full band album. And so, but it is definitely I do conceive of it as the double, the second half of a double album. Um, yeah. Would you say that all of these tracks are connected in some way or more independent yeah, of each other? They they, they definitely are. Um, there are definitely like through lines, and there's definitely songs that. Abel, I know are written about the same people and um and be you know like yeah sometimes like there are tells because I you know name names and um and so you, you could be like oh I think I heard that's that name in this other song and you'd be right um so yeah but there are thematic tell it, it it's all kind of along the the lines of like you know heartbreak and redemption and you know trying to live and love you know kind of like boldly and with integrity um so those are those are the broad strokes i would say i kind of heard that but i was also but would it be inappropriate for me to say that it sounded also like there was a lot of anger also in this yeah i mean there there is you know i i get mad at stuff i get mad at people and the world and i mean yeah what but normally this kind of music isn't my sort of wheelhouse normally i'm like the metal crowd so i'm usually expecting like angry and loud and mm. emotional i guess this also came across as very emotionally raw as well see metal isn't the only way ellie yeah no i, I fuck, you know there's one song that could have gone conceivably in a metal direction it kind of more went like a kind of like garage like 
jazz punk direction the song twin um but you know when i first wrote it i mean i was like i was like this could be a, a really doomy fucking sludgy metal thing and um i did want it to cohere with the rest of the album somewhat yeah i mean yeah i mean you know you, you can always go for it you can always be like okay we're gonna be doing this sort of cool folk uh, country style and then we're gonna go random metal then the power ballad yeah but no i uh no i mean uh i think i'm i think i'm i get the charge of being all over the map stylistically like enough <laughs> that i'm not really trying to push it don't let them box you in but <laughs> yeah um yeah do it like who who else was involved in the album was it i i heard you know some tracks where there are two vocals um yeah talk about like the instrumentation and kind of who was involved totally i mean these folks i mean it's a group of people that i broadly refer to as the radical folks anime which is a pretty nerdy name that i gave my band like 13 years ago but you know whatever i mean there's a bunch of problems with it i mean it's a nerdy name folks anime but i like but i i loved the concept and i loved the word and I also know that I'm not the first first person to name my or the only person to name my band Folksonomy. But um also the, the trouble is when you say that fast, people always are like, you just said fucksotomy. That's what you said. You said those two words. <laughs> wow, I did that did not cross my mind. I yeah. think you say I think you're articulating it so well now that like, <laughs> right. like it did not right. I'm right. Folk I did not mistake. <laughs> I'm really getting my hung against my palate i mean i know me <laughs> yeah. i'm sure those people who listen to this thing at like 1.5 times will totally hear the fucksonomy yeah you gotta listen you if you listen to it uh, yeah oh yeah that's what you just said uh it took me a second to process yeah um, yeah yeah everyone slow this part down to one so you yeah. get what we're uh, saying or don't <laughs> and just live with your internal impression forever yeah yeah the radical fucks out of me uh, anyway yeah these folks i've been playing music with since like 2009 um i love them so much i i definitely i feel like every interview could just become me cavelling about my friends who i like to play music with so i'm gonna try to like contain that somewhat but you know um erica the piano player she played on on volume one as well on one track butcher paper heart and um and um and yeah i got guy brown on guitar got my uh got my friend uh jay thompson singing with me singing harmonies and yeah and people who've listened to to my music for a while have will definitely recognize the sound be like oh this is there's her old band that she's been playing with for the last 15 years um and then there's new there's some new players as well um kevin goldberg on bass and brendan getzel on drums who i've i've Brendan's also a great songwriter, multi-instrumentalist, and we've known each other for for the last, you know, close to 15 years. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, he he plays songs, he plays piano, he's got perfect pitch, he's he's a, a maestro, but you know, he also plays drums well. And I was like, Brendan, I need a drummer, you know, and uh, so uh, he stepped up. Oh, that's so cool. That's what a great community to yeah. have. Um, yeah. So, what's kind of the time frame when you? I guess you started working on this set of tracks. Like how long have you been yeah. working on this particular set? Well, I was, I was looking over the set of songs. I mean, this is invariably what happens with albums. Um, the songs come from a span of time. That's not, it's not like I make a record and then I 
but two years later I make a record from the songs that are just from the last two years you know this is it's definitely over the last uh the, the oldest songs on here are 10 years old from 2013 um I think Tinder um and um to Robin and no one at all or to Robin or no one at all are both like kind of around that old and um and and yeah I mean they collect partly because the kind of record I'm trying to make like a full band like Americana folk you know record yeah it's different than a than a solo bedroom folk record and so um so yeah I um I collected this this group of songs and again you know the original intent had been to do this like two years ago and there are um there's one recording that is actually a bit older it's farewell to my man got a slightly different ensemble and that one we we recorded in summer 2018 um but it's finally seen released now but i think it you know it, it sounds it coheres with the rest of the set because it's mostly the same people yeah it's cool because it's just like uh i don't know it's nice to know the story behind the i don't know the timeline really helps show what parts of your life you drew from um right yeah well I, I am pretty shameless about like dorking out about my own lore, but it's something I'll just throw in here um, that like, you know, there's always kind of a lag on projects when I like finish one and then I'm trying to release it and I'm promoting it. And usually by the time I'm like at this stage where it's about to release finally, I'm also already like really deep into the next thing. So the next thing is, um, is this film that I've been working on. Um, it's a musical that I like, so I wrote the film and I'm going to be in it. And I, it's also a musical featuring my own songs, including a lot of these songs, some songs from older records, some unreleased songs. So basically there's, there's just so much kind of layering of like the, the film tells a version of stories about like, which these songs are about, but it's, it is different because it is kind of auto fictional. And then, you know, just, life reflects like life and art reflect on each other endlessly you know i mean the last song on this record i'm talking about things that i said with my therapist about a person i'm in love with and then i wrote a song about this and then i showed the song to the person and then i wrote uh, my therapist into the song and you know and and in the film i write about the song and then i've written a songs about writing a screenplay to try to cope with my pain and so you know it like yeah it's it endlessly reflects on itself it's a it's a total hall of mirrors yeah i like that it's like you can create art about the process of creating other art right yeah, yeah. this may be dating myself a lot but it's like ooh, we're getting the we're getting the real liner notes here uh-huh yeah i love the liner notes oh my god i mean you know i i, I loved to read liner notes like when um the one I always think of is, uh, you know, 69 Love Songs by Magnetic Fields had this big, fat booklet. It was like an, a song-by-song song interview with, um, uh, what's his face? A handler. I forget his first name. But same guy who writes Lennon, he stick it, but he played accordion on, on. And yeah, they just go song-by-song song and talk about each song. And I, I loved it. I ate it up. I mean, but, you know, I feel like deep lore is also coming back into vogue with a lot of things. I, I kind of blame video games for this and especially long form TV, but I'm glad it is happening because liner notes feel like a lost art because like everything's digital now. It's like, yeah, how many album booklets have you handled this month or this year? 
Yeah, no, no. I, I remember when I, in one of my transitional stages from like CD to digital, I was like, I guess I'll throw away all these CD cases. They take up so much space. And then I was like, and then I was like, but the liner notes. And then, so I like for a while, I think I had, like I took all the, I threw away the cases, but I like kept like the little booklets. And I, and I think those eventually went away too, you know? Yeah. <sighs> Artifacts the... from a bygone age. I know. It's like, it took up so much space in your room, but i miss that i miss that process of like organizing your music and collecting mm -hmm. it and it was yeah yeah there was something really special about that remember like the status of like the 240 like cd tower that spun it's just like oh my god that was like that was like rich people shit that was like having the like oh my god the, the, the clear backboard on the you know that was like having the big screen tv <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> yeah. oh man yeah and i thought i thought okay one day i'm gonna be that person i'm gonna uh -huh. have all this stuff you know yeah. I'm gonna, like that's what my music collection is going to look like i'm gonna mm -hmm. have those fancy shelves yeah <laughs> now we don't need them yeah. yeah um cool yeah are you gonna release your album only digitally yeah and that, that's yeah, what we did that last sense. time too um yeah, you know, physical formats are like cute and romantic until you have the same record. There's like a hundred something copies of the record you released 10 years ago, taking up room indefinitely in your closet. Um, <laughs> and then they, they stop feeling as cute. Um, no, when, when we get yeah. a, there's an album release at the Makeout Room in San Francisco on the 18th. And I, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to aim high. I'm going to like bring like 20 copies of this to be like, and to be clear, to give away, to be like, please do not leave here without taking one of these vinyls. I don't want them anymore. I. <laughs> oh, you're doing it. Oh, on vinyl. That's really cool. Well, that's, that's, that's my 2014 record, a place to remember the dead. So I'm not going to, oh, no, I'm not. I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's the 10 year old record and vinyl record. Yeah, no, never again. I um, yeah, no. You know, if you uh, if you want to yeah. record it to a cassette and then listen to it on the cassette to get that fidelity, you can do that on your own time. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't need that tinny um, cassette <laughs> tape noise anymore or the the reed head stack record. Oh my, it's so obnoxious. Yeah, I mean, I respect. You know, I mean, I got I got my little record player back there uh you know i you know it's it's nice but you know i do i do mostly just listen to stuff off spotify though you know yeah me too i keep, i keep thinking it would be fun to have a record player um but but i don't know i, I still have it uh, i haven't but, done it because the then, then i'd have to start the collection but it's yeah. like a whole like process you know you have to open up the physical top you have to you know brush the record down to get all the lint and dust off of it you know, make sure the needle and all that. Oh, it's, it's such a process. Yeah, I mean, it's like having a dog, you know. <laughs> you got to walk the dog, you know. And so if you don't like the thought of walking the dog, you probably shouldn't have a dog. Um, and if you do like the thought of it, then maybe maybe a dog is for you. Yeah, tell us more about this release party. That's oh, yeah. Exciting. Oh, it's really exciting. Yeah, it's... um. 
I'm opening up for my friend Brian Belknap, who I've may have I don't know if I talked about last time, but you know, like dear old friend, like love his songs so much. He's such an incredible songwriter, and um, and he's also you know been you know meant a lot to me in terms of my political development. Um, you know, definitely when I started to come into having radical politics, um, you know, like or 13 years ago now, you know, 10, uh, 13, he, uh, he definitely gave me a lot of, uh, a lot of useful guidance and orientation during that time. And actually something that I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be light, a light surprise, I think at the, at the release show, but actually I've been working on this song about and for him, uh, uh, for years that I like, um, that I actually just finished last night. And I'm gonna like, you know, premiere at the um, at the show, so that's that's fun, yeah. Oh, fun! Do you want us to not release this episode till after, or is no, it no, like, no? I mean, okay. Uh, no. I, okay, I, just making sure. <laughs> I, I super think he's a podcast person. I could be wrong about that. Okay, but um, but just in case. No, okay. no. I mean, just like, making sure. It's fine. Yeah, I uh. So that, um, awesome. yeah, the show will be, it'll be, it'll be really good. Yeah. I got a flyer here. If I were, if I were physically there with you, I would hand you a flyer. Um, oh, those but, are beautiful. Who, yeah. who designed that? That's beautiful. Mississippi Mike Wolf, who is Ooh. also a picture of the folk scene here and then like a oh. great songwriter in his own right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does, he does a bunch of really, really beautiful flyers. Yeah. That's, this also feels like a bygone thing. Like Brian gave me the stack of like, probably just like 20 flyers but I've been like I hope I have 20 people to give these to I like mostly see my kid who cannot go to a <laughs> a venue and I see like my therapy clients who I wouldn't be giving a client uh, a flyer to a show I'm doing anyway but I also see them on on the computer so um yeah I um so earlier this year a friend of mine got me really into journaling again and kind of mm-hmm. pasting programs it's just, it's just all kinds of stuff in the journal so i've gotten t- to be very like much i've started really appreciating again paper programs or yeah. flyers or things like that because they're really it's just it's it's so yeah it's i've become kind of obsessed with journaling everything keeping the, yeah. that kind of thing and it's it's really nice now that i'm tuned into those kind of totally like those formats again yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah something that like kind of trips me out that i like like i think you know i think yeah when we're all online we're like it's all it's all at the computer it's in the cloud blah 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 you know like uh i can get it it's somewhere deep in my gmail or i can find it on spotify probably if not it's somewhere but it, like at the end of the day, freaking everything is still stored physically. <laughs> and like, and you really like, yeah, you really could actually not have it, especially. And I don't know, there's so much faith I'm placing in like, I bet me and the search engines, like, you know, AI, whatever can like think together well enough to, for me to be able to return this result from like deep in whatever you know public or private <laughs> like but then animals, the whole but... intentionality problem it's like yeah you have the ai stuff but it's the stuff that ai was able to grab and mm-hmm. be trained on right so right. plus the longer you are the further away you look from the event the less 
you know of what you're actually looking for. Mm -hmm. Journaling, I found, has at least gives you a lot of intentionality to what you preserve and what you actually remember. Yeah, since we're on video, I know people listening can't see this, but just um, I'll show you a couple pages of the journal just to show you kind of like like just everything. Mm-hmm. I just I like to use stickers. I use flyers from things, tickets, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it's just such a fun way to like appreciate like physical yeah. things and, and do things with your hands with it and stuff like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and I'm thinking of, like, I've been thinking so much about, like, collaging and texture and uh, and how, like, you know, so I, I got, like, did you see that, um the the new edition of A Thousand One Nights that came out, like, two years ago? It was, like, and the translation was done by Yasmin Seal, who's um, a British-Syrian oh, woman. Not yet. I need to see it, though. I've it's awesome. It, I haven't gotten to read it. Yeah, I, I, I got I, I bought it. I'm like making my slow way through it. But like, but yeah, thinking about like the texture of different stories and embedded stories and they were written by different people and like and then like and then the frames within frames. And and then I was like thinking about like the different ways in which that like shows up across like film with like each kind of person is their own story tower and they have their own interiority about what their character is feeling and that, and that's like what gives their part the texture that it does and then the the crew capturing it and the editor cutting it all supply more more and more layers of texture and that also happens in like audio production and it also happens in like songwriting like the song i just wrote uh that i just finished last night is like is like laden with all these different references to like joni mitchell or to you know this poem or like whatever whatever anyway i i just i i like to, i like to nerd out about thinking about that concept of texture across all these different me too <laughs> yeah yeah the texture that's it that's what that's what's so specially like journaling is just so fun because of all the different textures you can do mm-hmm. plus the, use the, and, the entire physicality yeah. of the process of you know instead of yeah. doing keyboard things all day long yeah and i i think i've actually been kind of seeking out texture in my media lately like i've been getting a lot of physical editions of everything mm-hmm. with you know all the you know with the with the fancy leather embossing on books or whatnot and it's just like and all i know is i'm usually like pro digital all the way mm-hmm. and now i'm like well now crap i'm i'm piling up physical stuff again how do we um and then how do we create like the, the the texture we want between between the formats and like harmonize them or or contrast them you know like how do we embed screens and devices in our physical environment you know and you know in a way that is somehow aesthetically pleasing or acceptable or just even store them yeah or tough. even so yeah and you know right and then like yeah how do we store I'm well right now. So, you know, a big thing that happened in my last two years is like I moved into this like new space and like, um, and you can see it's, it's like a garage, a converted garage that's like a loft and it's going to be like kind of like really where I like live and work for the foreseeable future. Um, and it's still got like a lot of like work to be done. And I, and there's a bunch of crap lying around because I'm like, uh, um, I'm like 
well, I'm embarking on a project I was never able to do before, which is like really trying to put things in their right place and where a right place doesn't exist to like think about what would be what would be a good place and like and try to create it and like um yeah and i've just been i think i've just become more and more aware how much like shit just like accrues to us like barnacles and we're, we're like i trust that that barnacle will be there in a few years when i go looking for it you know um yeah um my partner studies or one of the things my partner has researched is environmental i i forget if it's called environmental psychology but just about just the kind of link between mental health and your physical space and not just your own physical space but like physical spaces that we have um access to um mm -hmm. even outdoor spaces like um but anyway yeah, one of one of the things that they've researched um, when they studied psychology was just like how environment and your your own safe space, the the space that you call yours, and how important it is to make it um, what you want and yeah, like yeah. visually what you want and um, just make it feel like you um uh -huh. and a lot yeah and a lot of us i know a, a lot of us we have to wait so long to get to have the opportunity to make a space feel like us and once once we do it can be like it can really it can really kind of um kind of have a ripple effect yeah cool. it's cool that you're being really intentional yeah yeah i definitely feel all that and yeah it's like it's so so much depends on having adequate resources right both of like i mean a consistent space and like enough room because i've you know i've had like rooms but like you know when when there's not enough room for things to like fan out and like stay out you know like i mean obviously i don't i don't like having like all this mess but like it's necessary to like make a mess to like to like uh to know where things go to like have things lay out you know like it used to be i'd be like okay i'm gonna organize this stuff and i'm gonna lay it out on my bed and then it's like three hours later you gotta put it all away so you can use your bed you know so that's not actually you don't have enough room to move to get things where they're going so yeah and i think creating like i play violin and even just having um in one of my old spaces, I really could not put my violin anywhere except yeah. a in a closet and like yeah. the music stand in a closet because there was nowhere for right. it. And it, it, it really affected like even just that extra step of, okay, I have to, because I'm not seeing it all the time. And that definitely correlated with how little I practiced because right. it wasn't right there. And it totally. wasn't like, and now I, now I have a place that where I see the music stand, I see the sheet music on it. Mm -hmm. And that just makes a big difference. Yeah. That, that minor thing. And I, it, I see it every day. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I need to practice. I need to practice this particular thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. Yeah. You see the background of my piano. Um, yeah the piano my brother and i grew up playing it my mom uh, my dad gave it to my mom for their 10th wedding anniversary and my mom just shipped it to me this summer um which is so incredible 
That's um, beautiful. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But like, but yeah, I, um, because I like was like looking forward to it and I like set it up, like I like, I mean, there's some, there's some stuff on the floor that I'm like getting rid of, but there, but like, it really is this like inviolate space. I mean, yeah, I, I, I play the piano every day now, which is incredible because I definitely have gone many years without playing it and it's never been my lead instrument or anything you know but like but I'm like I I'm like wow I could actually get better at this I because it's here I can actually practice enough that I could get better <laughs> yeah and yeah and it's with and it's such a center piece of the room so like you're yeah. seeing it all the time uh-huh and, and it I'll inspires you. you to play. Yeah. yeah well and also yeah. it like it was like the perfect thing to like actually like make my little altar and this is like the part oh, that like so pretty that, this is where like the light is the best, but like, yeah, you know, I've got pictures of my dad, pictures yeah. of Nina, got, got all my, yeah. So it's like, it's, yeah, it's both, it's both a beautiful like instrument and it's also like, yeah. Do you want to actually, actually for the listeners, can you describe what else is on, on the piano? It's really yeah. pretty. How yeah. you have, what you have. Totally. It's, um, well, I've got, um, I've got a, a Herbawi Kafia, the red and white, like draped over it. And then, I've got like several different framed pictures of different ancestors. So um yeah, my my father passed uh when um when I was eleven in Alahi wa in Alahi Rajun. And we um yeah, uh, you know, and I've just been coming into more of a practice of um of like, you know, just being with his memory and grief and and also just but just you know, feeling like with him um, over the last several years. I've got this flower wreath that my child made and like a handkerchief and a shirt of his. Um, and yeah, it's just like, it's a, it's a, just like a beautiful little space for me to sit. And usually, I, you know, I, I often like, it's like one of the first things I do when I, um, when I get up or one of the last things I do before I go to sleep is I sit and play piano a bit. I love that. Yeah, I for me, music is always a first thing or last thing of the day too. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, sorry, I've been monopolizing all the questions. Elliot, give you a chance. No, no, you've you've been doing it. I, I was just gonna I'm like, come on, you were asking like important stuff. And I was like, wow, this really makes me think about how you know everyone struggling with housing and affordable housing these days can't afford these spaces and how that's such yeah. a privilege and yeah you know what i'm not gonna bog this down with that today yeah. you know i i mean i think it's it's really important to say i mean you know like yeah i like i definitely you know there's you know there isn't housing justice under capitalism and i mean and, that, and i don't say that as a cop-out i mean I, I say that because i do actually want to tear this thing to the ground um and um and yeah i mean uh yeah i'm i i'm so lucky to have this and i know that you know like there's no you know great moral logic to why i get this and why others don't or why i didn't get it for a long time and now i do it's so arbitrary <laughs> yeah i i know i feel that too about myself where i'm like how did this happen how do i have this space and um just I think it is interesting to think of the correlation between like creative um kind of our creative flow and you know when when we can be most creative and how our space 
affects that. It's really interesting. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's funny when, when I when I think about like the film world, which I'm getting trying to like orient to all in a hurry, and like it's so different from music, right? Because it's so just several orders of magnitude more ambitious, and like it is very much like you know, I mean, uh, there's so many ways in which I feel like you know being able to make music has uh, has been kind of like democratized or like just made more egalitarian, like. It, 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 like in terms of like you know production in the you know in certainly over the course of my lifetime and that's like so cool um and then like but yeah film is just like this whole other thing but you know it, even still with music right if you have your rich parents over there you know like it it, it really does help to um, have your nice gear and your you know and your nice recordings studio you can access and blah 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 but like i mean film it's just such an, a whole another level i think and like yeah i mean because you, you you just definitely need like dollars <laughs> like to, to make films yeah and it's not even just an equipment yeah. question it's a free time plus you know research plus um you know having just the energy to do that like mm -hmm. all these things are just such commodities that everything else tries to take from you in life so like uh ellie stop being yeah. such a downer with capitalism now true there's a lot of factors that go into when we are able to be creative yeah anything else that you're working on that you want to you know mention or that you kind of have envisioned or you know stuff that you've done recently well it's funny that uh parkour hasn't come up yet since that was the uh dark horse uh pandemic interest that took my world by storm oh my god last two years which i guess like if i talked to you to this guy i guess i had already started getting into it but maybe i like i like wasn't yet like totally like in the world but like that's like yeah that's okay. the thing you know so oh, because yeah i don't remember it being such a thing for you like last time we <laughs> talked so that's cool yeah no, i definitely like you know so i mean yeah i'm you know i'm working on i mean i'm like training that all the time and i'm also like i started working on um on like a short like i mean i'm, I'm definitely still you know i don't have illusions about i'm like a 41 year old lady who was never like super athletic so like you know i'm not like gonna be like a high level parkourist but i am but i do you know i do like to play with it and i do like to be creative in like so many different like registers you know like um and um yeah and so that and i've always been very like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna draw a tarot deck now i'm gonna write a screenplay now i'm gonna you know so so yeah why not parkour and why not like after a while make a video so i've been like this morning i was like out like filming a little thing and i'm like i've got my i've got my like parkour video like dream um it's called slow cooker you know uh i don't know when i'll finish it but i've already thought of the concept it's called slow cooker oh i love it <laughs> I can go for it. You know, how many of us dreamed about being in like skate videos or music videos or whatnot? Why not parkour parkour videos? That's so yeah. badass. Gotta gotta justify all those new mysterious bruises somehow. Uh, right. Right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, well 
yeah, where does where does that fall in terms of how concerned people get? Um, people do get concerned about <laughs> about you doing parkour, and you know, and then there's like a whole there's like a whole discourse about all the ways that we like try to make it safe. Um, okay, what is what would you say the most dangerous or risky move you've done is? Um, pick out one. Yeah, totally. Um, it's um, the th the the thing that I'm working on ongoingly is uh, it's called the Kong Vault. It's this you know where you like kind of th throw your your chest forward in a dive and then towards an obstacle and then you like you load your weight onto your hands on the obstacle and then your like hips come up and then your knees go like between your hands as you're pushing off the obstacle. It's very much like you know like if you imagine like a like a dog or a cheetah at a full bound, you know, it's that kind of like motion. Oh, yeah. I, I always imagine like as a gorilla running. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's sometimes called Kong vault, monkey vault. And so I've been like practicing that it's actually Kongtober right now in the parkour world. Uh, which oh, that's think cute. that's really cute. Yeah. That's such, so. a, that's such a specific niche piece of information. It, it totally that. is. Yeah. Tom and also like, it's funny because yeah, people who don't do parkour like like people tend to know what it is, but something people don't who don't do it like actually train it like I don't think no. It's just it's like it's actually a really tiny world in terms of like like if you just start training and like go around to jams and following people online, you'll like within a fairly short amount of time without being terribly accomplished, you'll like know a bunch of people in. The parkour world like uh, like like people of oh, so cool are, like well known and stuff because it's just not a huge it's like yeah it, it's just like way more like tight-knit and like small than i than i would have ever imagined hey ollie well, that could be kind of familiar well, i know this sounds so amazing to me um <laughs> what are what are some ways do you have to cross train by doing anything in particular you know like do you have to, I don't, I don't know what, um, build like, the muscles through weightlifting or do or yeah, stuff there's, like I that. I mean, there's definitely advantages to doing that. Um, I haven't super done it. <laughs> like I like, um, yeah. And, and definitely right at the beginning, my body was kind of like, whoa, you know, like these are some unique stresses you are placing are different components under um but i feel like my body is like adjusted to that pretty well for like i feel like i would have if i wanted to level up on power um there are definitely yeah for level ups there are definitely like some things that would be beneficial that i just haven't super started doing i'm like flirting with like you know if i like i think climbing could definitely help me with like like climb up type things because most of the things i do now are like very like you know very much like driven by my legs and then as far as like upper body like pushing and pulling it's like i'm like i'm not doing a lot of climbing on top of things and i definitely could get you know could get both more stronger and more technically skilled there but you know i oh, mean fun oh, i mean i'll say you know a way that i want to like <laughs> that i'll tie this into like you know the theme of 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 this podcast and you know because i i was i was listening to our old in our, our last interview and I was thinking about like thinking about like studying Arabic and how difficult that was when I was trying to do it and how I haven't I definitely I definitely still do want to come back to that and like um 
but yeah, I've been thinking about like um the ways in which like we try to develop ourselves and like you know over my you know adult life there have been times when I'd be like okay I want to like develop myself as a songwriter or I want to develop you know so I'm going to like listen to all these great songwriters and really analyze them I'm going to develop myself as a guitar player or as a um, leftist radical um, I'm going to try to read all the these canonical works and really understand them or uh, and and when I say all these, I mean I didn't actually get far that far, but I but I felt like uh, you know I felt like I should, and I read some, and I felt guilty about others that I didn't get to, but you know, but uh, you know, and then like, and something I just am appreciating more than ever, especially since training parkour and finding it really joyful in my body, and also being like, wow, I could like go in so hard on this for years and still have so far to go. Um, something that has me thinking about is like, wow, it just takes so, it takes so much to develop ourselves and to like realize ourselves in these different ways. And it's like good and it's rich, but you know, um, but there, there is like, I, I think like a holding a way that I'm just trying to hold lightly. It's just like, you know, certain ideals of like what, like before ever studying Arabic, I might have ha like had this idea of like, what if, you know, being fluent is this ideal that I'm holding up to. It's like, and I, I'm finding something really powerful about being like, you know, I probably will never be fluent in Arabic. And if I really give myself to like the development of that and like, like, and making that a part of myself that I really try to like grow and strengthen what I will gain will be so much richer than my kind of two-dimensional image of of fluency from the which is fundamentally kind of an outsider perspective that was maybe kind of a sprawling concept but did that come across a hundred percent yeah where like that acceptance that nothing's ever final like you you're never going to complete anything yeah. like if and there's no reason to otherwise yeah. i mean what's what's the point of um embarking on something new if you're like okay i'm going to complete it and then move on to something else it's it's exciting to think yeah. no this could be a lifelong yeah. journey which i think is beautiful but it, it is hard to accept in um certain areas i understand yeah. that with arabic i've struggled had that frustration in the past where i'm like I'm never gonna master this so yeah. why start but, now but <laughs> but i also feel like this whole goal-oriented learning or goal-oriented hobby thing is always like is almost a trap because then it becomes like i'm going to commit so much time to this master it and then i will have this benefit forever which is not really how it works like yeah right I mean, something as taken for granted, like our English speaking, like I'm learning new words and slang and keeping up with, quote, the kids all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And all of this is just part of interacting and like keep and keeping up with the culture and communities that I'm a part of. And, you know, it's not like, you know, I got out of school and like, yeah, got this English mastered. I am done with English. Mm -hmm. so, mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah 
yeah even even the your first language you never stop yeah so so true yeah i feel like this whole goal oriented thing that you can just slap on a resume and be done with it is such a like oh my god i'm doing it it's like uh no it feels like a capitalist trap it's just like yeah no totally yeah. yeah it makes sense yeah it's like yeah it is it is kind of boiling down to this commodified thing or like um yeah like this is a static like stat sheet for my character but like you know but yeah i mean i think the actual like lived i mean well so yeah with 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 arabic in particular right i was like thinking about how like at times like i've had like this idea of like yeah i want to learn arabic and then i like you know and then i'll be able to like chop it up with the shopkeeper at the corner and then you know and I'm you know and at some point i was just like that's like a really weird idea because like me and that person do not have a whole lot in common other than i'm like buying a yerba mate from his shop <laughs> you know and yeah. like and and it's and it's weird that i would like be turning to this stranger to like validate me and give me a sense of belonging <laughs> and then so, yeah, so when i like point take my mind away from like 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 this like you know this kind of like lack this feeling of lack of like i'm not enough or i uh, you know, like, uh, I like need to be validated. I need to be like brought in and like, and if, first of all, if I do the work, the personal work around, like being like, I, I can validate myself and I'm, I, I am enough. And, and I want to develop myself from a place of feeling like I'm enough already. So how do I just want to like have a richer, better experience? Um, but then I'm like, yeah, who do I actually like with language? Like, who do I actually want to like? relate to or how do I actually want to like feel different within myself and and uh, yeah and I'm, I think the thing that I've come to more and more is like yeah I mean I basically like I want to like have like a, a, a an, another register of being that I can like move into with other basically with other like diaspora queer Arabs and like who also are kind of in a position similarly in terms of trying to like forge like a connection you know like and and on my filipino side too i kind of you know i i have an idea of like wanting that like with other at trappings of language or other aspects of culture um on that side too and i'm like yeah because that is who i would actually belong with you know it's i'm i'm, I'm uh, and and i don't yeah like yeah and, and strangers who i hear speaking arabic walking past me in the park like don't owe me anything you know i needed to hear that i'm in paris right now and i don't speak french and so no. yeah i needed that reminder like hey get out of my head because sometimes sometimes those little interactions i, I get so self-conscious about but right. it's like right. why why you know that's this isn't someone that i am you know planning on like forging uh meaningful relationship with because i went in and bought water you know uh -huh, uh -huh, uh -huh. but for some reason i get kind of worked up with myself like why can't i ask for this thing and you know right yeah but um but really long term yeah long term if i were to decide to learn french for example i would 
you know, the, the reason to do that is to connect with people like, like what you, what you've already described. I mean, like the queer Arab diaspora in mm -hmm. this area, for example, like that, that's, um, that's a much longer term um, kind of journey than, you know, learning how to go into the store and get bread. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. 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 And like that, that takes a lot more, like, it's a different mindset where you're like, okay, I'm not going to, you know, in a, in a couple years know how to kind of express myself fully to this community that I would like to. Um, so it, it's kind of like accepting this will never, this process will never end. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. It's important. Yeah. I'm going to a Paris themed children's birthday party right after this. So. Oh, you are. Well, okay. I'll be, I'll be in Paris in a little bit myself. You'll be, yeah. For, <laughs> this is for, this is foreshadowing for you. Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 uh, what. What Parisian thing that would like that they wouldn't expect would should I should I adopt? Do you think? Because I don't have a beret or anything, but you know, I'm, oh. but I'm trying to go to like deep cuts with my with my how I'm showing up Parisian. Oh, that's a good question. What have I been seeing? Um, it's funny. I've actually seen quite a few people with berets. I thought that was kind of more of a <laughs> wait, stereotype. Wait, wait, wait! Like actually, no, or not... like tourists. I'm not sure. That's a good question. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe um, I'll just kiss the host on the mouth with my mouth open. Maybe yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like, or, I heard this just, is how they do it. Yeah, or just like sit at, if if they have like a table with food, sit there for like four hours because that's oh, what people yeah. do. That's what that's I like what people at a birthday party. I'm like, hmm. Yeah. Doesn't seem like anybody's touched the snacks yet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You need a little encouragement. I can do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Because people here, they they'll go to a cafe and like sit there for hours and hours. And yeah. So, um, yeah, I feel like that would be a Parisian thing. It's just like park yourself somewhere mm -hmm. and just chill. <laughs> That's what I've been noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So just I'll talk your ear off about before sunset. That's what I'll do. Yeah, just just show up early. You <laughs> yeah. know, hang out and talk with people. Have no actual purpose being there, <laughs> and you know, stay several after hours after closing time talking about <laughs> life with whoever's there. And you know, you'll be like, oh, Parisian. Uh, gay Paris. Yeah, Ellie, you're coming to Paris in a few days, aren't you? You need to tell me what it's to a... see. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I'll tell you stuff. But yeah, that's funny. All this Paris shit coming up right now in this episode. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, you know. Apparently, this is my first time. I've never been to France at all. I've commuted through oh. Paris three times and never visited the city. Oh wow! Yeah, it's I've so... only been through the airport. Yeah. Yeah, I, I went. I, yeah, I went through the. Um, I went on my way to Egypt in two thousand eight, and I also went like on the way to like like to like Italy in high school and on the way to Italy from like by a train by um from Barcelona in like 2005. And, oh yeah. do you remember when you were on the train going through were you able to see stuff? I think or we had like, like a like an hour layover in the city and it was too short to like feel comfortable even venturing out of the train. Yeah okay for a, an but hour. But I like yeah, looked out into enough. Paris I'm like it looks it looks 
Nice. Like, it looks like a thing. <laughs> yeah. It looks like a beautiful world city. Yeah. Yeah. It is really beautiful here. Um, I definitely, I do get the hype, I will say. Yeah. 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 It's very beautiful. Um, and it's cool. We've seen so many um, just interesting aspects of diaspora. I, I don't know. Like, we've saw... Like at the Eiffel Tower, this group of people was listening to Turkish music and dancing, and then mm -hmm. um, I don't know, just some, it's it's nice. I I love the yeah the, the diversity here. Um, we went to Barbes, which last night, which is a North African neighborhood within mm -hmm. Paris. That was really cool. Cool. Um, went to the Grand Mosque today. Um, well, today we went to the Arab, the World Arab Institute. It was really interesting. It was Whoa. a really cool, like really cool museum, and um, the outside of it, it. I I definitely suggest googling it at some point. D just the outside of the building is stunning. But anyway, I don't know. I want to go to Gay really Paris. Yeah, yeah. Come to Gay Paris. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of Arab shit. So yeah cool. yeah um anyway well oh you you briefly mentioned your tarot cards by the way i just want to tell everyone i have a deck i love it can people still get them yeah they're still there uh it's oh, you can find the, the the link is somewhere on my website i think if you go to like store i think it just links to the you know it's a print on demand like deal on oh, makingplaincards.com yeah i mean yeah, cool. you know, people buy tarot decks. It's cool. Um, I like, I haven't made like a killing on them, but like you know, I've sold like, a like a a decent handful. It's like it's it's easier to sell a tarot deck than a record. I'll tell you that much. Um, oh, funny. Uh, yeah. 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 Okay, I can imagine. Um, yeah. But yeah, the the art on it is just it's on the cards. It's just so whimsical and fun. So yeah. I definitely recommend people check it out. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, the tarot deck makes yeah. it makes it appearance in my film. There's like a, there's a tarot reading scene. Oh, where they fun. The three of the cards from the deck. Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, fun. I yeah, I love the all the like all the animals on there. Um, yeah. The rabbit, the rabbits. Are really the wabbies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um but yeah where can people follow you um oh amina sharif ali all the way down um yeah on really well actually honestly just on instagram anymore twitter i i i have in fact i have in fact really i haven't like deleted my account but i've quit using it because i just i realized i just was never going to be able to forge a good relationship with it for all the things i valued about the space I had to develop my thoughts and to make, you know, like, like really niche, like, you know, horny and or disgusting jokes. Um, <laughs> like, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I think I don't need that anymore. I mean, honestly, sometimes no one needs I Twitter do, anymore. Yeah. I like, I text my partner. I texted on, uh, I text them on signal when it's something that's like, this is something I would tweet if I were still on Twitter. And that's like kind of the code. And then, yeah, actually, hang on. Let me, uh, <laughs> let me, tell, you, let me tell you some bangers. It's all like for a while I was on a roll with just the like, 
you know you know that that format that's like she bill on my d till i blasio or whatever but anyway I, folks yeah. this is the part you need to stay the whole way through for because this is where it gets real hang on, hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, where is this person my partner we text sometimes on twitter or on on signal okay oh yeah um she grayskull on my sword till, till i honor um it's oh, the first yeah. one um <laughs> she hamster on my huey till i gooey kablooey yes <laughs> yes um <laughs> she, uh she uh she torpedo on my death star till i exhaust port nice oh my god she's coming <laughs> uh <laughs> she's stan and jan on my bears till i bear and stain <laughs> oh my god uh, wait yeah, wait you're coming up with these yeah i came up with all these oh my god i would have tweeted so, them if I was this is so them. good this oh, is so thanks. good yeah I, I'm, I'm good at memes sometimes you know i like holy shit Stop. <laughs> oh i love it i love it when you're like this is what i would tweet if i could but <laughs> yeah. it's like a, it's a thing now <laughs> nice uh yeah it's weird that it's called x now yeah i i i fully disrespect that i mean i fully yeah. disrespect Me everything too. Elon Musk does and i fully will never call it that yes oh, yeah. let us all retreat so to instagram up. and discord until we can become horny on main on whatever the new platform is yeah <laughs> yeah yeah i you know um, yeah i have not broached trying to even in my close friends trying to like be horny on Instagram and I, I don't think I will but I think that's okay I'm like you know you know I I mean you gotta sometimes you want to keep that cultivated wholesomeness yeah I, yeah I'm not I'm not I, I've definitely sad girled out on Instagram um yeah and I definitely yeah I just I don't know why these platforms like some of them like seem to indicate you know yeah the, to imply like a different code but you know i know i've gotten more emo on insta probably than any platform i don't know what it is like when i, yeah. I do get emo i get emo on there i think i was maximum yeah. sad girl on facebook and then and now that I, that i'm not that sad anymore i just don't facebook yeah back in the day back in the day it used to be live journal that was where mm -hmm. i really Oh, sad maximum person. sadness on live sad journal. Sad person. <laughs> yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Sad and yeah. on live journal. The standard. <laughs> oh my god. So, uh, oh man, this is like a whole separate talk we're gonna have about what is the what is your persona on the following platforms? Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, yeah. What is your Facebook persona? No, I, I, I don't, I don't. Yeah, Facebook. I'm I'm so glad. You know, I used to I used to struggle with Facebook. I don't struggle with Facebook anymore. It like it, it it has no soul for me. Um, I, I'm definitely glad I got out of the like debating fucking anything online thing. Oh, thank I God, yes. I cannot believe I lost like days to refreshing a thread. I mean, I'm glad. I guess I had to learn that lesson somehow, and I guess that's how I learned it. But like, Jesus Christ, yeah. Like you know, my one life on God's green earth. I spent I spent a day doing that, you know, oh, yeah. social vampires on, on Most social of us media. have been there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh God. Well, 
I I think you have to get to Paris. I have and... to get to Paris, and you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you gotta go. Yeah. You gotta go. Betty by. It's late, late there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. eleven p.m. I oh think my it's. God. I know. I know. Late night. Yeah, wild. Um, where we we stayed out. My friend and I stayed out till past midnight last night. It was a big, wow. pretty pretty rare for me these days. Paris ain't ready fun. for y'all. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Stay out till midnight, man. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um but yeah thank you so much for coming on this was so much fun yeah um, it's so nice to yes. see both of you and, yeah, and you too to know you that too. nadia's watching down on us from yeah nadia's here <laughs> from cannabis hey heaven. everyone yeah, <laughs> to airport it's been a little too chaotic here to unmute myself but I bet. It's been nice to feel like I'm the first person listening to this. Yeah. So Aww. thanks for Aww. performing for me. Oh, I I yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. You're at, oh, why are you in Atlanta? That's random. Oh, because uh, Auburn, um, for people who I don't, know, don't know my lore, I was doing a project in Auburn, Alabama, but there's no airport near that. So we had to drive to Atlanta. Cool. And now oh, like, God's okay. late even more. It was supposed to be at like one something. Now it's at like eight. Um, what? And, oh, that's yeah. a huge difference. What the hell? Yeah, no, but it's like it's been getting pushed and pushed. So, like, if I knew, I would have just gone out and done something in Atlanta, and like one of the other dancers oh, did. That's but up. I wasn't, I wasn't so bold, so I was just getting here. Um, yeah. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> well, I'm glad we could like keep you company with podcasting. Yeah. 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 Nadia is the, our first live studio audience of podcasting. It's, wow. yeah, it's live, baby. It's radio. Yeah. It's yeah. Showbiz, baby. <laughs> yeah. Do you have notes for you our go... performance? Oh, do, think... do we need to edit anything? You know, I'm not the right person to judge that right now. <laughs> okay, fair. I also had to like, tune out a little bit because like, stuff was going on with our flight. Um, uh -huh. But I think that just give like some asshole note the the, the rhythm because i've buried the rhythm a little more you know picked up the pace or like really milk the pauses at other points okay okay that's good to know i'll i'll take that i'll take that into account when editing take that to heart yeah and do we need more or less capitalism talk um i think more yeah yeah, yeah. always more i think always more yeah yeah loop it loop it throw some verb on that shit yeah. Make it big. Maybe like a backtrack. Maybe just the, the like a capitalism conversation as the backtrack, and then everything else yeah, can be we, like we a melodic like a, line. Yeah. Yeah. The si si siren samples and yeah. you know, um, you know, get a mumble rapper to do a left. backing track for us, just reading out Dos yeah. Capital. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. We get it. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for the, the very the cameo. Note. Elaborate notes too. <laughs> Actually, Nadia, do you want to do our outro just to finish this off? Oh no! Do it! Do it! Do it! Do Fine. It. Okay. Fine. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and or yeah, unfortunately, Twitter and Facebook at the Queer Arabs. You can email us at thequeerarabs at gmail .com. We are back to regularly doing this podcast, so we will check our email. Um, and yeah, yeah, that's it. Oh, and our website's thequeerarabs.com. 
Thanks all so much. Thank you.